Welcome to Cinequest Video. Hello and welcome to Cinequest Video, the podcast that delves deep into the VHS classics, to the modern day format, and beyond. Yeah. <laughs> beyond, beyond, beyond. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, we're back with the Criterion crew, and they are tackling the movie Salo. Good guy. Uh, if I have it correctly, it's 120 Days of Sodom. Yikes. And <laughs> Butt sex. <laughs> Question mark? Yeah, uh, there's a lot in this movie, apparently. Oh, boy. Um... They this one goes a lot longer and it really delves deep into some really deep places. Deep places. They go deep. Mm-hmm. I mean balls deep. Balls What'd deep, you say? if you will. Um, again, for a movie like this, um, the regular Cinequest crew would probably just Completely look at the very superficial on this. superficial Absolutely not. Um, surfaces of this movie. Yep. And just We'd pretty be much happy for that. Just make fun of like the yeah, everything. Everything that's happening in the movie <laughs> with a good, what good undertones, laugh. yes, under D's, <laughs> under D's. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So, he got it. Um, again, the Criterion crew is a little bit more artful, refined. uninformed, refined. Yeah. Uh, very um, refined palette of uh, film. Smoother cut. And uh, we bring you your host, Adanya, mm. and the rest of the Criterion Crew Collection. Yep, yep, yep. Hope Knock you enjoy. Bryce ruined my marriage, you know. <laughs> all right, exactly. are we ready? We're rolling. Chris ruined all of us. Welcome to another episode of Sequest Video's uh, special Criterion Collection. Yeah, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Ivania, and with me is my co host, DA. Recurring favorite Ron and another recurring favorite Cougar. All right, so for this movie, uh, for this movie, Jesus Christ, I'm already drunk. For this episode, <laughs> I decided to do one of my favorite films of all time. This is the kind of movie that I will watch in any kind of mental state, in any opportunity that I get. And that movie is called Salo, or The 120 Days of Sodom. Now, this movie is based off of a book, actually, from Marcus Dussade. Dussade? I don't know. I'm not French. Marquis Dussade. Marquis Dussade. Yes, ma'am. Directed by my favorite peer, Paolo Pasolini, also a favorite of my boyfriend's. And cinematographer is Tonino Delicoli. I hope I spelled that right. Starring is Paolo Bonacelli, Aldo Valletti, Giorgio Catatelli, and its release date is 1976, which is a little bit after Mr. Pier Paolo Pasolini. Pier Paolo Pasolini, may he rest in peace, got murdered. Uh, and we don't know why. Really? <clears throat> the score for this one is 71% on Rotten Tomatoes. IMBD is a 6 out of 10, which is shocking to me because it's much lower than Robocop. <laughs> Spine number is number 17, and it does have its release on DVD and Blu ray. Now, Mr. Pierre Paolo Pasolini is well known for also The Decameron, Arabian Nights, The Canterbury Tales, Pigsty, and Mama Roma. Now, the basis of Salo is pretty much a group of fascists. Fa- fascists. 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 Evil a fascists. group of fascists Sweet round up nine adolescent boys and girls and subject them to 120 days of physical, mental, and sexual torture, or else known as sodomy. 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 
Jesus now. Christ. Saddam Hussein. You guys need a new host. I am checking Sodomy out into rehab. I am going back to the behavioral center. <laughs> I okay. cannot even get my shit straight. Be right. sure to take I'm pulling a fucking Daniel here. <laughs> all right, so Salo is one of my favorite movies of all time. I've watched this movie both sober, drunk, high, fucking eating while I'm watching this movie. And you'll see why later on in this episode. But stay tuned. So this movie is basically about, of course, self-titled sodomy. Now what happens is that these four group of men and four group of women, they kidnap nine boys and nine girls to have as they're pretty much slaves. Not really slaves, they just kidnap them to do their disgusting, dirty things. Now, what I mean by disgusting, dirty things is... What do you mean by that? <laughs> what it sounds like. What, disgusting what dirty exactly <laughs> it sounds like. So this movie, it goes into four parts, uh, beginning with uh, the Anti-Inferno. So the Anti-Inferno, Inferno, and it's played off by the Divine Comedy, if anybody is uh, well-known with the Divine Comedy of Dante Alighieri. Mm-hmm. So it starts off with the Anti-Inferno, which is gathering the group of boys and girls. Now, this takes place in 1945, Italy, in a city called Salo. Now, Salo was a puppet state back in the days for Mussolini to play off that he was still, mm-hmm. you know, under a fascist regime. This movie starts off with, like, the fall of, like, Mussolini, like, already, like, fascism in Italy, right? Isn't that the time period? Yeah. Okay. 1945 is when the war was pretty yeah. much coming to an end, but Mussolini didn't want to let go that he was losing, so he went to Salo, he established this republic, and named it a fascist puppet state. Correct. And I know this because my boyfriend is Italian, and he told me the Italian history of it. I read it, so yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, it starts off with a group of boys and girls who get kidnapped. They are kidnapped by four men, four prostitutes, pretty much. Four prostitutes. They and are prostitutes. They are meant to do really sickening things. Lovely now, sickening things. The first of the sickening things is called the. Excuse me. Well, the first act. Circle of mania. Or manias. Yes. I can't hear myself. Wait. <laughs> yeah, the circle of manias. The circle so, of manias, correct. Each uh, part of this film is broken down into a uh, equivalent of what would be a circle of hell from Dante's Inferno. So there are three broken down into this film, being the circle of manias, the circle of shit, and the circle of blood in descending order. My God. Yeah, yeah I mean, that is what the movie's about. Yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, shit, blood, piss. Well, it is, all the uh, works. yeah, it is the mania of it all. Uh, then it turns to shit when it gets very scatty. Uh, and, <laughs> then, uh, and then we turn to blood at the very end, which... Uh, we will get to obviously but uh, let's start off with the circle of manias so in the very beginning so we have all of these kids they gather around this beautiful palace let me mention the cinematography in this is actually superb the color palette is really nice it's kind of wes anderson-y if anybody's a fan of wes anderson that shot of um, the house from like the water 
Um, and it's like a pink house too, so it looks yeah. like a Grand Budapest hotel kind of. Yeah, exactly. Dude, that's, that, that is one of the things I love about Pasolini that he can make something so grotesque feel so beautiful and enamoring and almost kind of hypnotic, even though you're disgusted by what you're watching. Exactly, it is so enchanting and, and entrancing in a way that you can't look away from, even if you're totally like. It's so depraved, and you want to bomb it at the sight of what you watch. You just can't let go away. Yes. And I, I, I think there's an inherent beauty in the juxtaposition of that. Yeah, this movie received a lot of controversy because of its content. I mean, you do have a lot of, like, rape scenes. You do have a lot of naked kids who are just being exploited completely by these four people, these four dukes, as they call themselves. So it starts off with that, that they get introduced, inducted into the sodomy of it all. And it goes by the women, the four women telling stories about their personal experience. Now, these four women, they are prostitutes. Are they the ones that got, they're the correct. ones that like rounded up the girls, right? Yes, they, they are they yeah. are prostitutes that retell their tales to sort of... Uh, to arouse every, the... Yes, arouse, but also kind of set the mood and tone for everything that will occur. Yeah. Uh, all of the sexual acts kind of mimic what they discuss mm-hmm. and everything they say, and they kind of get more depraved as it goes on, just like their stories get more depraved as they go on, which is one of the big things about Salo. Um these women kind of open up their exploitative sexual acts as the film uh, goes on, and it explores how it deeply, deeply affects these children. One of them uh, is is led to uh, literally driving herself to like self suicide. Like they make them kill her, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, everyone, everyone else, you know is fooled into thinking they can somehow survive in some way or is even promised death yeah. and in the end you know yeah, you can tell know. there's some yeah. of the the uh the guys and the girls that like they're like if you could tell it they're just like if we just do what they say like yeah we'll, 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 we'll that, make that's it. always been the thought but the thing is they always that's the whole content of it it's yeah. always been 120 days they mm-hmm. never knew it was i don't know what I don't think I don't they knew they that expected. it was 120 days that they had to go through this, Maybe, but yes, no, they thought that if they the complied rules. through what they're going through, that they were going to be able to, you know, save themselves from yeah, being killed. Because yeah. at the end, that's what they expected. Uh-huh. Having put through so much torture, torture sorry, yeah. being put through so much torture, they expect a little bit of recompensation for their compliance. <laughs> Yeah, that yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to their uh, compensation, but uh, things don't look well for them. Yeah. No, no. Those those one hundred and twenty days really end. Really end. <laughs> so let's go ahead and start with the first scene, okay. which is when they're all in the kitchen, and then one of the dukes just gets up and starts raping one of the women. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Um, it's a shocking scene for sure. <laughs> Um, I remember this is my first time watching the movie. I've never seen it before. I know it's like a crazy movie, um, but that scene really did get me. I mean, the, there's these ladies, these girls are serving food to everybody. 
she's everyone's naked. One of the uh, soldiers, which is one of the guys that they yeah. picked up in the beginning, um, trips her, like you said, rapes her, and then what was the the one of the dukes, uh, the president? Yeah, the, the president. Is I think it's the president. Yeah, that dude's weird. I think out of all of them, I think he's like the... Oh, yeah, the really like creepy guy. Yeah. All of them are so weird, but I swear... <laughs> but the he's the one that tells the, yeah, he tells the jokes. The yeah, he's, he's the one that's always trying to, like, you know, you lighten know the mood. His, his the, um, what was that? The first joke in the very beginning when they drive to the house, that one was actually pretty funny when... Which one did oh, you Oh, uh, yeah. Which one was he, it? It's, he's I forgot telling what, the joke in the it's car. Like, it's like three three things. I forgot what the first two are. And it's like, and the fam... And, oh, and my family right. or some shit like that. And yes. the guy's like, and the family is like, oh, they're fine, thanks. Yeah, the family. Yeah. Like, that, that was pretty oh, good. Oh, God. <laughs> he's so creepy, though. His, his little... Face yeah, that yeah face he's like a little like a, that yeah. he, he, I want to punch you in the face. He's always like smirking. He's, oh, like smirking. he's got that maniacal kind of yeah, face. Yeah, and it works for him, and it's <laughs> terrifying. And yeah. I think it's one of the reasons that solo is so terrifying and so effective. But uh, but yeah, so 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 they they're raping that girl, and then <laughs> he starts mooning everybody. Yep. And then he goes to that guy that's raping the girl, and is like, now my, me, my now turn. Me. My turn. And I don't what song and they start, all start singing an Italian song Italian. while the soldier is like raping the president, which is like the Duke, which is like one of the main yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. The guys and they're him. singing an Italian song. I'm not sure what song that is. Yeah. Is it like a like a I don't I don't know. I don't I don't speak Italian, so I don't know what I song that is. I should no speak idea. Italian, but I don't I don't think yeah. it's it's not like an anthem or no. like a con- I, but I know it has to be some sort of commentary like this grotesque thing is happening, but like they're singing. Maybe it's supposed to be like people looking the other way, right? A juxtaposition like of people looking the other way in the light of so much grotesque mm-hmm. behavior it, and so much depravity in the government. Yeah, because at the end of the day, um, we have to remember that Pasolini made this movie as a statement against fascism, and uh, not only a statement against fascism, though it was bigger than that. And it was bi- consumerism. And capitalism as well. Yeah, a lot of people have talked about how the when and, and we will get to it, but how the second act and the shit eating uh, equates a lot to uh, processed foods um, and how they were treated at the time, but it also equates to just quite literally how the middle class and lower class are treated in the in, in the face of the one percent. And uh, yeah. I, I feel like nice. that kind of um, that kind of isolation from uh, ever being part of a, a wealthy economy is never gonna go away. And the evil of people that are dominating us is never gonna go away. And that's what makes Hello such an effective movie because there's this predominance to who they are and and how they will always exist you know and uh i i don't know that's that's one of the things that really perturbed me about the film one of the first times i saw it and i even though i've come to you know i'm I'm more comfortable with the film now yeah i can still really respect the fact that it will always be relevant because of how shocking it is. Yeah, because I spoke to my boyfriend about this, and he was telling me, you know, Salo is that kind of movie. You can go and watch and watch over and over and over again, and you're going to get something new out of it. You're going to get a new meaning, a new message out of it, because it's just so, you know, it just 
portrays a lot of things that are going on in the world. Like I said, consumerism, capitalism, fascism, you know, it was during the fascist age when fascism was going down. But as fascism was dying, consumerism was growing because we're entering the 1950s where there's the baby boom and there's the Mm -hmm. economic growth. Mm-hmm. And so is consumerism, and we're becoming slaves to consumerism, which is like the shit eating. Like exactly, you're gonna exactly. eat up whatever shit we put out. And that in, was like... a big thing that Bassolini pushed, and it was a big reason that uh, it is a a big uh, conspiracy kind of part of his murder, his big like anti consumerist anti-political stance it all plays into it but uh we'll we'll, we'll get to that it's a very interesting part of all of this but uh, we'll get to it <clears throat> one thing i do want to say is at the beginning i really like that uh it's like these uh fascist dudes like basically like kidnapping these boys and make turning them into like soldiers or guards and making them making forcing them to do like horrible and heinous things yeah. Which also could be like the yeah. for the war, like I mean, the, propaganda. The, yeah, oh, the, yeah, the Nazis they had to yeah. they had to get bodies somehow. So like, get those kids, make them do fucked up things. Yeah. There's even a line where one of them says, which is the one of the ones that uh, gets killed at the end, one that like has his hand up. He oh, tells, the, at he, the end, they all tell the yeah, end, well, <laughs> yeah. fucking but, uh, it's like a socialism thing. And, yeah, um, he does a socialist salute at, yeah. uh, when you raise when that he, fucking when they, they left they, they, palm they are up. all showing the shit or piss pots, shit yeah. piss pots, right? No, and, it was when no, he, no, got caught he got caught. He got caught because he was with the waitress, or that waitress, the servant. Correct. Oh, but yeah, and then he says, he tells the daughters. We're just following orders. Yeah. So that, oh, I yeah. thought that was like a really big, like, so, I saw that in the beginning. Just following Nazi orders. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, you're right. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's another part of what makes this film so uh, deeply humanistic. I mean, they even have like a mom run, like chasing the yeah. kid that's being like taken I mean, the away. Fact, the, the fact that, the fact of the matter, also when you're mentioning moms, I mean, remember. There's the monologue where there is the prostitute talking about a mother, and one of the girls just breaks into oh, tears. Dude, that's that's because what's she remembers yeah. her own mother. But yeah, but also that too and, when and yeah, but that's in the circle of shit. Because uh, yeah. we're still we're, in the circle we'll of many. We'll yeah, yeah, no, I was just making the comparison as far as like a you know emotionally, that is something that. Uh, no, but we're we're already finishing up with the circle of Manias, and I yeah. I really enjoy that this goes through certain parts and storytelling with the women who express and they storytell their personal experience. Now, going to the second part, which is circle of shit, and which so is shit. where you you're talking about how Renata, which is the girl, the blonde girl, mm-hmm. she can actually be seen in the cover of the movie if yes. you purchase it. I didn't it. know that was the... Yep. I saw... Yeah. I seen the that cover and I was I, like, oh shit, that's the cover I, right I there. Love, now yeah. when I look at it, I'm just like... I love the about cover that scene. Just, yeah, I, some I, chocolate I ice cream sounds pretty Criterion good. Criterion cover. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not... Get some <laughs> I think maybe. it's so gorgeous it, and it's a nice so cover. artistic. It's and, a nice uh, representation of what the it's film... It's a very good representation of what you're in for, man. Exactly. It's the very important one. Without giving like too much away yeah, I mean, you, you you're not really in. You have no idea you're in for the corpophilia, mm-hmm. but you you know when you're for something. Oh, going back <laughs> to going back to Circle of Manias, uh, there's mm-hmm. this one scene where 
Sergio and Renata, which is the blonde girl, mm -hmm. they get married. Oh, yes. But as they get married, they're not allowed to have sex. No, they say that what a, a virgin, like, their virginity is, like, for them to take away. Yes. But, but like, they told them right before, like, go ahead, like, do what, yeah, like, newlyweds do. do. And right. then as soon as they start, it's just like, no, you can't do that. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're it's like, for us to take. Yeah, so two of the dukes go up mm -hmm. and they they pretty much fondle them and they rape them. And then another one, and then that, that shit was wild. So they're, they're, they're raping the two, uh, the guy and the, I don't know their names, the guy and the girl. Two, two separate dukes. And then another duke is like, I want to get down on this. And then pulls down the other guy's pants. Yep. And just starts fucking them in the ass. It's yeah. crazy. It's just like, yeah, holy there's shit. a lot of just sexual depravity <laughs> that going never on. ends. And uh, the thing is, a lot of these guys kind of like it. You yeah, see, yeah, they're, they're a lot of guys are into they it. They condone and, and, it. And, and I, I, I don't know if it's because they know like they have to be, or they just generally are like they've adapted to their situation and they're just like, well, we have to fuck these dudes and we kind of want to fuck and they just do it's part of it and, and like, you don't really it's it's it, it adds to the kind of uneasy depravity like i said because it's it's rapey but it's also them almost consenting yeah because being cause kidnapped and raped there's no like totally fucking crazy because the ones that do and, like uh, resist die like Right yeah, away. the ones that resist die. That and guy the, the, who... The, and, and there are those, you know, like 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 her, that cry, <laughs> but that. they don't they don't get killed off. And yeah. uh, there are those they're that just are punished. just really like, oh, they're like touching them and like, oh yeah, like fondling. There's like, some people really there's, like, oh, they want it. There's some there's some people like there's that are some, there that are into it Especially the boys, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some of them, are, which is kind of cool too, because it's like um. Yeah, that, the, that also, but also back to like the Nazi and fascism thing is that like it's um, these people are caught up in it, but like that dude probably sees like this is a way for me to yeah. like get ahead or like to, I mean obviously in this movie he's not like yeah. getting ahead or moving up right. anyway, but it's symbolizing that like while people are doing like these fucked up things to other people, like and I'm in it too, like I can kind of like get the upper hand somehow yeah and also like and they start like snitching on each other like right away oh yeah which is all kind of them snitch on do. each other right yeah. away yeah. like all as a form which is of like, like salvation and that's in germany that's what i'm saying like it's all like that kind it's of like thing up too because it was totally unnecessary for them to do that like they do it as a way to like prove themselves to the fascists yeah they almost get like caught yeah, up yeah they in... almost get caught up in it yeah because right after that we have what what is it isn't it the wedding Yep. With like the two guys and, and like no, you guys. Oh, we're like skipping the when know, I don't. Yeah. No, that's it's part of the circle of manias. But I'm just like remembering that one part with the fucking where they're treated like dogs. Oh, oh, shit. see, that's and the, another. And the, oh the, my the God. bread with the nails. The what bread the with the nails? Oh Jesus! And he, oh he, my he gets God. that guy does not want to eat from that dog bowl, and he gets whipped like he gets whipped like a fucking. It's like Passion dog. of Christ shit. Dude, like <laughs> you. you you see his back like split where the whip hits and it's just like oh fuck and he's like screaming sure, he's on the floor he doesn't want any part of it yeah yeah but the bread had fucking nails in yeah, it that's why he did. didn't want to fucking yeah, eat he it he grabs a piece he, yeah, he grabs the guy I don't know is it 
I don't know which guy. It's that weird dude, the one that looks like he's always sweaty. It's the creepy. The dude. bishop. That, I mean, they're all creepy, but they're it's, all creepy. It's a hell <laughs> creepy. Yeah, I can't remember their names. Let me see. He well, he he grabs like a piece of bread and sticks nails into it and feeds it to the girl, and the girl bites on it, and then like blood just like is dripping out of her mouth, but she doesn't cry. She doesn't like. She's just like, well, shit, this is how... <laughs> like, I'm eating nails right now. Oh, it's like, the magistrate. So, okay, so there's four people. The really creepy guy is the president. Is the president. I know he's the president. And then the the little chubby one is... With the beard? The duke, yeah. The duke. And then the other one with the big forehead is the bishop. And then the one with the mustache is the magistrate. The magistrate. So, so the, the bishop's... The creepy little old man, right? Is yeah, the, the bishop, the, yeah. No, the really creepy man is the president. The old man. The old... The, the old this one. The duke's the, the one that takes the shit and makes the girl eat it. That's the president. I know, I know that. I know oh, that God. for sure. The duke he takes the shit. is... Yeah, the duke far. is the one that takes the shit and then feeds it to her. That's why. He terrifies me the most. The president. Yeah. The president terrifies me. I, I do not the, know what it is about he, him. He just has this scary. ominous president presence. The, the duke is pretty... Scary also because like that where we're getting to where like um, they do the story about the mom dying and real quick he's like you did what you had to do like yeah. like she should know that that's what was going to happen yes, like something dude. of that pleasure needs a sacrifice oh, and that should have been it and that should have been enough for your mother to yeah. like and it's it's so cold and it's it like very yeah he starts then, insulting her and then it goes crying. to and it goes to her the blonde girl crying yeah. and it's just like I don't know, it's so sad. Also, since the beginning, <laughs> isn't he the one that like calls out the girl on like the tooth? Also, yes, he sees yes, dude, from a from a smile from the smile. But also, thing with that too he's is also just the subtlety. Like he's such a fucking asshole in so many ways yeah. throughout the entire thing. But that that scene also where they're inspecting the girls and they meet the blonde girl for the first time. Yes, and she starts. She's kind of sad. She's and she kind of breaks down yeah, when they meet her for the first time too. And if you notice, like all four of them like stand up. It's almost as if, like, they all got, like, aroused at that oh, one moment. Wow. But instead of, like, just showing, like, a boner, like, in their fucking pants, they all stand up, like, at the exact same time. I love that. I never thought of that. And you're right. I mean, that because she there's, is... There's moments when they all, like, wow. you could tell they're all aroused, and they all stand up. And it's just, like, it's too much for them. Damn, yeah. dude. I've watched this movie, like, fucking 20 times, and I need to go watch it again right now. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to watch it again, too. And you probably will never watch it again, but <laughs> I, I, I really... Yeah, I always film, find myself man. watching this one. Okay, so that was covering the circle of shit, which oh, is the really second part. Now we're entering the circle of blood. Now mm. in the circle of blood is where, you know, one of the women, she's telling jokes to the kids because they won't laugh. They are just, they're just fucked up, dude. They've been through so much shit. Mm-hmm. And so... Literally. Yeah, this is already... There's a whole activity to it. This is already going into the end. This is already where all the shit starts, you know, to backfire. You know, they get <laughs> caught. Done. One of the guys <laughs> gets caught with yeah. one of the... Yeah, well, like we mentioned. And everybody's just trying to save themselves. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, I think it's like... Is it just one of the... Uh, I think it's the bishop. Is he, like, just raping someone, like, in there? It, it turns out where, like, he finds something... Oh, someone's hiding a photograph. Okay, yes. and then yes. he and then they, they go to the he goes to that person and they're like, 
where's that? I guess he's like, where's that photograph? It's like, oh, well, you know, so and so, these two people are having sex by themselves. Right. Yeah. And, and then, that's when he find, they and then find they, the, everybody the, starts yeah. fucking telling and then he on goes each to other. Them and they're like, oh, well, this guy is actually like having sex with like a servant. Yeah. And that's where like it all starts. Oh, like, it all spirals, yeah. Yeah, it just goes on like dominoes, you know, one by one by one. Everybody just starts fucking telling on each other because they're trying to save themselves. They're like, if I tell on this person, they'll take pity of me. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get safe for whatever they're fucking having in store for and me. And I'm not even sure if that's what it is, if it's pity. Like, it's just a it's just a defense mechanism. Like, I'm not going to have the blame on me. Like, I'm yeah. going like, to kind of blame, redirect though? all of yeah. the attention. None like, of these away. children have blame on anything. That's but, the thing. But it's just the but environment they like they're in. They do. They feel they like feel in they order they to get well, safe. Because they were kidnapped yeah. it's against like, their will. What yeah. the fuck else can they do? It's like, I have a picture, but these two people are breaking, like, one of your rules, like... Go get that's not as bad as mine. That's probably like what yeah. they it's yeah. like I can get And out I guess of this. it comes into terms of the fucking inferno too. Dante Alighieri's inferno is like what level of hell are you gonna go to if you do one of the things that they asked you not to do? Mm-hmm. At the end, it comes down to these the magistrate, the bishop and the president and the what's his name? <sighs> the fucking The Duke. The Duke. Yes. Yeah. It comes down to these four people becoming God and being like, okay, well, I don't want to be sent to, or God, not even God, man, maybe like Satan. It comes down to being like, well, what level of hell am I going to go to if I do just this one thing? Yes, I have the picture, but these Mm -hmm. people have a deeper level of hell, deeper punishment. Yeah. So at the end, it's what kind of punishment am I going to get? Because I already know I'm going to get punished. I've already been punished enough to know what's going to (laughs) end. What is coming to an end, pretty much. Because after that is when they do the the ribbons, right? The the blue Mm -hmm. ribbons? The ribbons. But you, I like I like that you don't really see them actually being passed out. It's just like afterwards, it you is. you see the people like sitting down and they're safe and they look all happy. Like we made it, man. Like oh, we yeah. lived through all that shit. And then boom, that final, that final that scene, final scene. Y'all yeah. thought it was wild. It, it is about no, no, to get got, fucking crazy. It does get. <laughs> it, it it's very cathartic and it uh I don't know. It's exactly what. I wanted at the end of this movie. You know, when I first saw it, I was so disgusted. But uh, <laughs> now watching it, it's just the absolute perfect ending. It makes the most sense for these horrific people. We want to see this sort of depravity continually happen because we expect this sort of depravity to continually happen from horrific people. And I, I mean, what else can we expect? Uh, yeah, what else, is, it, it, yeah what else did you expect from all that you watched? Yeah, they I mean, were not going to let him. No. See, for me, one and, and one of the things that I always kind of thought about while watching There Solo, was no hope. Um, no, not only was there no it's hope. It's really nihilistic. There the may be. It is a nihilistic film. I love that. Cause I, especially because yeah. I love Nietzsche. And it feels very Nietzschean There's to like me. There's like no hope at all. But uh, Yeah, to expect hope is to yeah. be a fucking fool. There, there are very few that I think... I, I don't think anyone... I, I do think a few make it, though. Because there are those that are still protectors there. You know, they're those soldiers. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like those may be survivors of the past 120 days of Sodom. So, um, I don't know. It, it never... 
fully explains the hierarchy of like who is hired to work for them they have all these soldiers and they have all these people that keep them in line Mm -hmm. and for all we know the ones that are best and the ones that survive and the ones that pleasure the most are the ones that get a stay yeah we don't really get that glimpse i know that solo Mm -hmm. had four endings and they went with uh the one with the waltz um the other three endings are uh i don't i don't remember let me see uh the alternate endings uh the first was a shot of a red flag in the wind with the words love you but it was abandoned by Pasolini because he thought it was too pompous and quote unquote it is too pompous for Pasolini are you kidding me Pasolini exactly and quote unquote prone to the ethics of psychedelic youth which he detested of course we all do Uh, his (laughs) his message is very clear the the second showed all of the actors in the film other than the four gentlemen Pasolini and his troupe perform a wild dance in a room of the via furnished with a red furnished with red flags and the scene was filmed with the purpose of using it as a background scene during the credits but it was discarded because it appeared in the eyes of Pasolini as chaotic and unsatisfactory there was going to be a dance number in this movie a dance I wouldn't be surprised if Ennio Morricone is doing the fucking soundtrack (laughs) you're going to fucking dance that's crazy I cannot believe and the the final um Discovered years later and which was only in the initial draft showed after the tortures end, the four gentlemen walk out of the house and draw conclusions about their morality about the whole affair. Uh, finally, but finally, Pasolini decided on the so-called final Margarita ending I think, with the mm, two young soldiers. I think that's the best. I, one I do of. like the Margarita ending. I would have. I, I would like to see the one about the four discussing the morality of it all. Um, no, it, I think I it would have given da- that whole movie. I want to see that dance I, I, I don't number. know, but because it, it, <laughs> that dance no, number sounds like not necessarily to 120 days. We don't know days. that they're defining <laughs> their morality. We don't know Channing that they're Tatum defining just comes or, or trying to. <laughs> I I don't know. As long as we don't get a sort of like they're trying to validate their actions from this movie, I would be happy with it because it would just be a philosophical discussion about immorality, and 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 I kind of like that. But at the same time, just, you know, the, the Marguerite well, ending works for it, me. It kind of has that in the movie, too, because the... I mean, the whole uh, thing the, is a nihilistic... The, the piano player, the pianist, she, she kills herself. She jumps off the... She does, because yes, she as, couldn't as, as take she all of this. witnesses all of the murders, she, she could, right? She couldn't... Yeah, yeah, she couldn't take it. As she witnesses all of the murders, she jumps off of the... the She's in some way involved in, mm-hmm. in all She this. was involved. She was the pianist. She, she was, was the one that was part of the storytelling. Yeah. The she was is, part of the pain. Exactly. She was complicit in the storytelling, and because of that, she was complicit in it all. And uh, it, it drove her to kill herself. Yeah. I, I really liked that because it added a kind of sense of humanism to these very dehumanized characters. Like, holy shit, she cared enough to actually kill herself? But she's been a prostitute and she's been raped. She was like six or four, you know? So I, I kind of liked that it really pushed it with these characters. Um, yeah, all of these characters had a story to them. Yeah. Even the children. Even, even the, the children, children. We don't get to learn a lot about them, but knowing mm-hmm. that this girl did this because of her mom. These characters did this because of 
collectively what happened to their parents yeah. or what is going on or with going, the, the dynamics between mm-hmm. them and that is exactly what leads them to betray each other not that it ever even matters no yeah where cared. is the solidarity the fact that they were all together enduring the same kind of pain and during the same kind of treatment mm-hmm. yet when it comes down to it it's a fight or flight situation yeah, where you're just like well shit I don't care. I don't know these people. I'm going to fucking survive. Did, did the kidnap the boys and girls, did they outnumber the... I didn't even notice that. But now you're saying that, I wondered, like, was there more of them than... There, there was. There At the beginning, was. there was. But they... I know they lost some, like, in the beginning. Like, that that, yeah, that guy that runs out of the truck yeah. and, like, jumps off of the bridge and, like, they shoot him. Yeah. And the president calls him a fool. Yeah. And it's just like, man, he probably got, like... The cleanest ending out of, yeah, like, he, out of everybody. Yeah, he he probably he did the right thing. Probably it's only four of them. It says the film focuses on four wealthy, corrupt Italian libertines no. during World War Two fascist. The fascist yeah, but uh, it's it's four you know main characters: the bishop, the mm-hmm. duke. The president and, and the magistrate, and then there's four prostitutes. The four prostitutes. But there's nine men of children, nine boys, and nine girls mm-hmm. that and they then, kidnap. And then plus they the, did the choose them. From what I read, they chose them by the size of their penises yes. and how pretty the girls were. Yeah. Correcto. So they did get picked out. Yeah. But nonetheless, all of them were kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And that was a very prominent thing that was going on in Italy back in the days, from what I know, is that a lot of people... from their dick size? Were <laughs> <laughs> What's new? I mean, I, we still do that, but I don't know. No, a lot of uh, children were getting kidnapped from, like, the liberals. So if there was anybody that was against Mussolini, mm-hmm. their children would get kidnapped. And that's what most likely happened this is to like all what the parents of these kids. Yeah. Yikes. History 101. Uh, I, I love this movie, but it, it does scar you, you know? <laughs> it does. It has, you know, but I will touch the subject of, you know, the film aspects of it. Cinematography speaking, it is fucking spectacular. Immaculate. Yeah. It is just incredibly beautiful the way that they portray all the scenes even though the scenes are fucking atrocious mm-hmm. you have a pretty picture painted yeah i will say that it, it does look nice uh, i know uh, me and da are, are saying we got like uh barry linden vibes from yes, the, yes. The, the slow mm-hmm. pans and the zooms i just that speaks to me on an emotional level it's <laughs> uh, very classical and, and, and I love that about Pasolini I've always loved that about his work And I especially love that about Salo Yeah, because he, he also did the has, Decameron Yes And it shows <laughs> both And mm-hmm. it just His his vision is, is very uh, it, It's very patient But it lingers In mm-hmm. such a it, It's in a very effective way Yeah uh, The way that he wants I, I could tell This is my first uh, movie of his that I've yeah. seen You could tell that like Even though like I said, like this crazy shit happens. You could tell, like it's all deliberate. Mm-hmm. It's all has a purpose. It has some meaning There's to it. There's a message it. to it. And and the great interesting thing that he does with it is he makes it so patient as it goes along. It doesn't feel rushed. It doesn't feel like a friend's. It's like a story, and that's what mm-hmm. basically it, these four parts are: is storytelling. Yeah. They're telling the story of what happens mm-hmm. throughout these days of sodomy. It's not just these 120 days of sodomy. It's a story mm-hmm. that the has to be told. There's a metaphor hell, behind it. Yeah, of course. going descending to hell exactly, which is gathered from Dante's Inferno. 
Uh, but another aspect of it that I wanted to touch is how it has kind of vibes to the Decameron, and I don't know if you can help me out with that. Yeah, I did. The Decameron, just, I, I'd say from the actual cinematic aspect of it, like, the way that he just has these slow pans, the way he zooms into his characters, the way he has these characters have these long monologues, and he really just lingers on every scene. I love that about this movie, and I love that about the Decameron. And I think it's really interesting that he manages to do things in very interesting ways because it doesn't come off in the Decameron. It's very, very different i don't think his style is anywhere near as extreme no um it can come off as flowery sometimes it can come off as kind of unsettling and other times uh i think he does unsettling very well yeah. but i don't think he's ever done unsettling as well as he's as he's done in salo so uh yeah i i really love that about this um I don't know. What about you? What what did you find? In no, because I mean, the reason on? why I'm asking is because my boyfriend was actually telling me because he's Italian, so he knows mostly a lot of Italian history and yeah. a lot of the context of it, and he was telling me how there's a lot of connotation from the Decameron in the Salo, 120 Days of Sodom. Uh-huh. But I don't know. It's mostly derivative from the story, but I don't really. Yeah, he told me so, and I have the trilogy at home because yeah. I know it's not available on. Criterion channel like you have to find your fucking ways to even watch Salo as Ron did you either purchase it or you fucking pirate it Uh I don't judge but yeah like a lot of these movies of his are very hard to find because they are so controversial because they have that political stance that political meaning and that's probably a reason why he got murdered not really for his sexuality but because of you know the the lines he was crossing when he was doing his filmmaking. Isn't, it was unlike yes. any other filmmaker, Italian filmmaker for that sense, because during the same time, you have Argento, Bava, you have yeah. Liliana Cavani, you have... Um, Fellini. Well, Fellini was mostly Fellini. in the 40s, but he did do some work in the 70s. At but the you, same time... We're going. Going back to the dubbing, you know, also, you know, this was in the 70s, you know, fascist Italy had already fallen. You know, it was becoming its own, you know, country from after the reign of Spain uh, for 160, after 160 years. So it's been 160 years mm-hmm. since it's been, you know, independent state. Yeah. So being that they got hit with fascism and getting out of fascism and he was pretty much going after it and calling it out. He also wanted to notate, you know, some of the liberalistic and socialist aspects. He was a socialist, I feel. Well, yeah, I mean, the character does the socialist salute, too. So, I mean, that's like a pretty big. So, that was his message. Yeah, Yeah. he was anti cop, he was anti capitalist, anti consumerism, and definitely anti fascist. The reason that he was murdered in uh, the grand scheme that has been accepted by pretty much everyone is that he was murdered uh through some sort of political means uh because he was uh, a communist and he was very outspoken Mm -hmm. about uh being anti-fascist and that is exactly what cello is um i uh recently had read an article about how there was um 
stolen footage of Salo 21 days before the premiere of the film. And uh, he was killed, how I believe it was uh, like two weeks before Salo it premiered. It was murdered. Yes, he, he was murdered about two weeks before Salo premiered. He but was uh, murdered. before that, he had planned to meet with the people that had the stolen footage of Salo. And uh, apparently, in the time that before that happened, or in between that happening, he yeah was run over with his car. Yeah. Uh, they crushed his testicles with a sort of uh, um, kind of wooden pole. I believe Ooh. they found. Uh, yeah, and uh, he was left for dead. But it was it was it was a political politically driven murder and uh they don't really know i i'm quite certain that solo had a lot to do with it but the fact of the matter is he was a very outspoken gay man and a very outspoken uh you know uh communist well solo was his last film released well, because he so. died so well, <laughs> he yeah exactly <laughs> but i mean that speaks volumes for before he got murdered is that the last movie he made was pretty much a message to the capitalists and the fascists yeah. and then he gets murdered i mean mm-hmm. that's more than coincidence yeah. and so, don't look now yeah. <laughs> and so the man that actually confessed to his murder uh in when it originally happened in 2005 rescinded his statement and said that he was forced to do, uh, to commit the murder uh and he was forced to kill Pasolini because he was threatened by the by officials that he said were government officials uh they were going to kill his family and they were they threatened to kill him to kill his family if he did not kill Pasolini and that was the only reason that he did that. And that came out in 2005. And after that, it has been believed by everyone that it was a po- no, politically yeah. propagated did, murder. Did he know the guy that killed him? Um, or is it just some random No, it was just, just a random, random guy. Person. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there's a lot of, you know, if you go into it, it's, it's very, I don't want to say fascinating, but it's quite twisted. Um, it's quite obvious that it's politically propagated. But just exactly how and why. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's no. It can't be a coincidence that yeah, this movie it, came yeah. out Definitely and then isn't. he dies I mean, before it came out. Yeah, it's footage. more than People obvious. People knew what was going to be released, and the government knew what was going to be released. And I've said this every single time we talk about the movie. The reason he was murdered was for this movie. Like, I don't care if the premiere was. Yeah, after. I feel the like, same they way. They knew what was coming, and uh, yeah, they weren't fucking okay with it. Yeah. And that's it how sucks. we lost Pasolini. It really sucks, but it's quite literally censorship in the worst possible way. Yeah, yeah but Pasolini is definitely a director to really look into, especially if you want to get a little bit more political in the capitalist and socialist kind of battle. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ron, final rating and opinion. Well, thoughts? Okay, uh, like I said, it was my first time watching the movie. Um, it was pretty intense. I don't know if I, I don't know if I want to watch it again. You do. Um, right now, since it's still fresh, I saw it last night. Uh, I don't know when I'll watch it again. Uh, I do. Tomorrow night. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, I do uh, think it has uh, artistic value. I think it is saying something. Uh, there is a message there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, I just can't. 
I don't know. I give it like a, like a three. <gasps> o- only on the fact that like, okay. I don't know if okay. I can go back to it and like yes, get can. anything out of it. This this score might change, but for right now, I'll say I'll say a three. Understandable. Kooks, even though you didn't watch it, hearing us out, what do you think? <laughs> can he, is he allowed to do this? Yes, he is. He's part <laughs> of the group. I was already convinced to watch the movie. Just sitting here, listening, learning a little bit about Italian history. I'm, I'm already all in. Good I couldn't right. be more all in. Yeah, and so you're going to dive in deep into Pirate Bay today? I mean, it's, oh, excuse me, what? What's the Pirate Bay? What are you what talking about? What is a bay? Goodness. Uh, I'm definitely going to dive into something. Yeah. <laughs> jump off that ship, Cougar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jump <laughs> off the ship. Watch that movie. I'm going to go down with this ship. I will watch it. You will go down with this ship? Mm-hmm. Goodness. And surrender? There will be no white flag. Okay. No white flag. DA, what is your score and opinion? Um, it will come as no surprises. This is a easy five out of five for me. Yeah. Wow. Hell easy, yes. easy five out of five. Easy. I have seen this movie so many times. I have seen it more than I can log. I love it more than anything in the world. Um, it grew on me so much. I don't think that a film has ever grown on me as much as this film and impacted me as much as this film, especially from first viewing to now. There is really nothing that I can compare in anything that I have ever seen that juxtaposes the way I feel from my first viewing to now. I love it so much, and I think it's a brilliant, brutal, effective takedown of all government and uh, society, and I think it's, it's a great, great deconstruction of it, and it's so wonderful, and it's so depraved in all the right ways, and Pasolini yeah. did everything right, and I mourn for his death, and he did not deserve to die. Um, we needed that he more died for films. this film, but... Uh, his work is not lost, and it is not in vain. You think you would have liked RoboCop? Well appreciated. The, Fuck off. This ain't RoboCop, what I'll say that. Say? I said, do you think Pasolini would have liked RoboCop? I think so. I think he would. I think yeah. he, would. Uh, he, would he would get anti- warmed up to Peter Weller. He would have liked Peter Weller. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe. Uh, was, uh, Stanley Kubrick's one of his favorite movies was White Man Can't Jump. There you go. So there's hope for there's hope for any movie. <laughs> and, and, and he made Full Metal Jacket. So. Yeah, and he did uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Oh, there you go. Eyes Wide Shut. And the all time classic 2001 of, Space Odyssey. Please yes. Criterion release it on Criterion. Release it. 2001 Space Odyssey for 2020. Is White Men Can't Jump in the Criterion? Criterion release. It should be. God no. I know. What the fuck, man? I don't understand why it hasn't been released yet. It's Woody's best work. <sighs> Thank right. you. So my final rating, dude, of course, it's a 10 out of fucking 5. Are you kidding me? I love this fucking movie. <laughs> That's the right one. This movie, I've seen it so many times. There's not a single time I get tired of it. Every time I revisit, there's always something new that I really get enthralled, enthralled with. I mean, the cinematography is always so beautiful to watch. The depravity of it all is not something that I can stomach. But I do watch it with a deeper meaning. Now, this movie, although it is just flat out in all kinds of way disgusting and, you know, depraved, I admit that there is some artistic value to it. Not just like in the don't look now kind of feel, but in the feel that it is much deeper 
in the political stance, and not only in the political stance, but in the consumerist stance. It really makes you dig deep into who you are and what is it that you really want in life. Do you want to be sodomized? <laughs> I don't. Do you want to fall into the consumerist stance? No. So that's my take on it. I mean, I love it because it's beautiful. Pier Pasolini. Mm-hmm. Pier Paolo Pasolini. He is one of my favorites of all time. I really love Italian cinema. That's mostly it. And he's definitely one of my favorites. I recommend watching all of his interviews because he just dwells more into his films. His films are always with a deeper meaning. So this one is definitely the one with the deepest because it really hurt to watch those scenes. Yeah, but the... It's pretty hard. Some scenes are like really hard. I don't know. I was talking to you guys and we we're joking about it, but like mm-hmm. when she, when that blonde girl had to eat that shit, I looked away. And I don't like. I'm not yeah. that type of person that's like squeamish in movies or like look away. Like this is the first movie that I saw that I had to like. I can't. I can't look at this. Like it's too. I mean, because the scene before that is that like she's crying for her mother and he's like, oh yeah, she prays to God and like he's like, well, you broke the rule. But you want to die, so we're going to do something worse. And he just takes the shit on the floor and is like, eat it. Mm-hmm. And she yeah. does. And it's fucked up. Yeah, and what's worse <laughs> than dying? It's fucking eating shit, yeah. dude. Eating a fucking grown-ass man's shit. Yeah. I, uh, I just... I don't think that this movie will ever reach a level of irrelevance. And I believe that'll be directly tied to your kind of question about whether it deserves to be in the Criterion Collection. Yeah. But, uh... I, I love that there is... The depravity in this film is always tied to people that are depraved and to people that are always going to be above you and put you down no matter what, whether it is fascists in the government or whether it, whether it is anyone that is... like Whether it is anyone that's above you that is um, demeaning you. And I think that as long as there are people that are evil and people in power that are constantly demeaning you and put you down and uh, have this sort of uh, vitriolic sort of, uh, I don't know, dominion over people, this film will always be relevant because yes. of that. I do um, agree with that. And that's what I love about Solo. I don't, I, I don't think it'll ever, ever lose its relevance no. because these people will always like, exist. Yeah, like 100 years from now, people will still be talking about it. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, because there's We're no still way this film is going to be True. irrelevant ever. It doesn't... Yeah. So it, does, it, that, does that answer my question? Does it deserve to be in the Criterion Collection? Yes, I think I so. I think it's hell fucking yes. Hell fucking yeah squared. <laughs> a guy died making this movie. Yeah, a guy, that's guy true. died that's true. making Come this on. fucking film. He killed himself for this for movie. you people I, to fucking rate it seventy one percent. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself square. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're closing off this episode, but again, I want to remind everybody to follow MoQuest Studios on both Instagram, Twitter. We're also on Facebook. It's MoQuest Studios. We really appreciate all the love that you guys give us. Ron, do you want to plug yourself in? Uh, yes, uh, Twitter at RonVega92. I am uh, Calcium Waste on Facebook and Instagram and Calcium underscore Waste on Twitter. Kooks? V. Kugarza on Instagram. And me, Ilania Sukes on Twitter and Instagram. It's I-D-A-N-Y-A-S-I-O-U-X. All right, signing off, and thank you for listening. See you guys.